Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. The question is, could there be more going on? And the answer is absolutely, positively not. NBA playoffs have been phenomenal. NFL draft is three days away. We'll sprinkle in a few other laughs along the way. Let's do this. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. Fox has it. Fox with two. Fox passes to Barnes for the win. Missed the shot. Golden State takes game four. Hanging on to win by one. The series is tied at two. An unbelievable weekend of NBA playoff action. We will dive into that as Tim Legler is good enough to stick around after we wrap up Get Up. But that's not all. We've got Kimberly Martin also nice enough to spend a little extra time and we'll dive into the NFL draft with her. So two for the price of none this morning. Guys, thank you both very much. And, and, and Legs, I'll start with you. On, let's do that game and that series quickly. If I made for you the following statement, having watched De'Aaron Fox and our colleague on NBA Countdown, Michael Wilbon, um, voted for De'Aaron Fox first team all NBA this year. And um, I'm st- starting to regret that I didn't do the same. If I said to you right now, the two best guards in the NBA are De'Aaron Fox and John Morant, would I be wrong? I put it this way. I don't think it's a clear-cut definitive statement, right? Nobody's necessarily 100% right in those kind of no, debates. No, I get it, but I mean— But the, you're not foolish in making that them, statement. No, right? you're not, nobody's going to say you're crazy. Yeah. And part of it is, part of it is, you know, you're also getting to see them right now, right? Because there are some guys that are pretty elite-level players that aren't involved in this right now that if you're watching them, like if Damian Lillard was playing and, and had 35 through first four games of a series, you'd probably be still sticking there. But the fact that they're doing it right there, eyeballs are on them— and they're doing what they're doing right now. Spectacular. Darren Dar- 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 Fox, Fox is unbelievable. Is spectacular. He really is. This is a kid who literally, even now, probably until this week, more people remember him at Kentucky than realize what he's been doing in the NBA these first few years of his career. And this Sacramento team is fun to watch. What a series that has been. Let me ask you, we spent so much time on Get Up This Morning diagramming plays and this and that and all. At the end of the day, it's a best of three. Sacramento has home court advantage. Clearly, the Warriors have all of the postseason experience advantage. Who do you, who's your gut tell you was going to win? Golden State. And I think surviving that yesterday now puts them in a best of three in a situation where, you know, this is a team that no matter what they find themselves in over the course of the next three games, and it's probably going to go seven, um, and I would, I would like Golden State on the road in a game seven. Nothing's going to phase them. No situation. It doesn't matter what a run, what run a team goes on, what the deficit may be at any time in the game, what foul trouble they may face. They're not going to be phased by the moment. And I think the pressure on the Kings is going to be exponentially greater now going forward. Now, look, they might come out in game five and hit them with an onslaught because they're the highest scoring team in the league. Maybe they're up 20 in the first half. I'm not going to be shocked by that. Maybe Golden State can't recover. But if Golden State stays within striking distance and now you're, you know, you're coming out of that seven-minute timeout in the fourth quarter and you've got a one-possession game on your hands and they've got that group of guys that have been in that situation that many times, you know, those jumpers don't flow quite as smoothly mm-hmm. all of a sudden if you're the home team because the pressure to win that game and, and not go on the road with the prospect of getting closed out that starts to close in on you a little bit. So that's what that's what Golden State has to do. They've got to stay within striking distance. Legs with us here. Don't miss Big George Foreman exclusively in movie theaters this Thursday. 
Get your tickets now. It's rated PG-13. One more for you, and then I'll turn it over to Kmart. So I was here all weekend doing NBA. We had seven games, and it was a beautiful day when I got out of here, and I literally had not set foot outside in three days. So I decided to walk because it was just pretty out, and I am besieged by Nick fans everywhere I go, and they're all saying the same thing. Greeny, I'd rather have Jalen Brunson than Donovan Mitchell. Greeny, we're better off with Jalen Brunson than Donovan Mitchell. Jalen Brunson, you said it so well on Get Up Today. He has obliterated what we thought his ceiling was. Yes, no question. And I, I, I've said this repeatedly. I think I've missed a, his ceiling more than probably any player that I have covered in 22 years of doing this job as an huh. analyst. Because, look, and I, and I saw him a lot at Nova. You know, I, I was living in the city. I even went out and watched him practice when he was there. I'd known his dad, Rick, for a long time. I saw this guy's going to be a, a good pro. But I didn't think he had the athletic ability to be an elite-level point guard like this. thought, okay, maybe he can even be a starter in the NBA. Can he be a starter on a top-shelf team? I wasn't sure about that. This guy's not only a starter now on a team that's really good and in the mix of of things in the East, and I think they're going to get fits to any of those three teams Mm -hmm. that they would see if they win this round. It's more than that. The guy's capable of being the best player on that team in these types of series. Now you're talking about a level none of us saw. First of all, I never thought Jalen Brunson was going to shoot the three at this level from this distance. I just didn't see that happening. Um, It goes to show you what footwork, strength, IQ, and then the last real major component, being built for the stage. That's the biggest component about Jalen Brunson, right? He has had the ball in his hip since he was five years old, running teams. He is so comfortable running team. It's my show. Madison Square Garden doesn't phase him. He won a national championship at Nova, so he's played in big games. He embraced coming there, taking the contract, and he has more than lived up to it. Now it looks like they got a bargain, and some people are wondering if they overpaid him. Now it's like he probably could have got twice as much. Yeah, did he win both of the? They won two did he win two championships? I think he was only there. For, was I think he was only there for the. first one. I can't remember one. exactly when he was, he was only there. there for the first. Yeah, one. Yeah, but he he he's terrific. I agree, and I I watched Kmart nodding along. Now Kmart is a kid from Brooklyn, <laughs> so while uh, football is your expertise, yeah. how about the? Are you are you a fan of the Knicks? I'm a fan. I mean, I grew up. Uh, you know, I was the Charles Oakley of my eighth grade girls basketball team mm. in the city. Oh, yes. You told I was the goon. Oh, I was the goon. She said she was the <laughs> goon, was goon on her basketball team. I was literally team. girl went baseline. She went up for the layup. I contend that I was going for the ball. I may have gotten her neck and thrown her to the ground. So I was that defensive enforcer, if you could believe it. But again, I went to a pretty small school. But I went, I mean, John Starks, like Ewing, like Charles Smith, like Anthony Mason, like Alan Hughes. Like, All that's the teams my, I played against you're like, describing right now. I remember those days. <laughs> on site, if I see Reggie Miller, like I will beat him up <laughs> because I still have hatred in my heart. So to see Madison Square Garden rocking like that, that is what made me happy because it's been so long. And I know Knicks fans, true diehard Knicks fans that have, wa- that have watched as the Brooklyn Nets have come to my borough. And, and now they just get to celebrate. Don't get too hyped, guys. We st- they still have more work to do, but it's been wonderful to see. All right. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV and could save you money. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, Kmart, let me put you in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. The draft is coming up. Uh, let, let's go through a couple of things quickly. And if Legs wants to jump in, he loves football, particularly the Washington Commanders. So I know there's been a week <laughs> of celebration for you, right? Yes. The cloud is lifted. The cloud is lifted. I mean, Hope in, in, in is a back. town in Washington, D.C., 
that has a lot of eminently dislikable people in it, depending upon your, regardless of your affiliation, there are a lot of people there that a lot of people dislike. He was the most universally disliked, right? No doubt. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many friends that you know we celebrated that team with over the years abandoned the franchise. They wouldn't even come to games, wouldn't watch games. I'm one of the last guys that still was in it every week, every snap, totally invested in this team through it all. And praying that this day would come, and it's here, and I just feel nothing but hope. So Dan Snyder no longer involved in Washington, for those not clear on what we're saying. Uh, and in fact, I'm told, I, I have to let you go for a call, right? So if you need to jump, just jump. I'll keep I got going a few minutes. If, I got Whenever a few you minutes. need to right. go, just jump, I'll and, run and, 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 I, and let me run through some draft stuff here with Kimberly. Um, is it, I don't want to say foregone conclusion, yeah. the overwhelming expectation is that Bryce Young is first. Yeah. We can sort of put that one to the side, right? Talking, even this week, last week, he's, the number, he's going to be the topic, So, so then it, it really starts at two. Yes. And, Houston and, changes everything. And what? What are they going to do? I wish I had a crystal ball. Call Miss, Miss Cleo. But the fact that even Mel Kuyper was on Get Up Today saying, I don't know, that's where we're at in all seriousness because this is a team that, that people have said they should draft a quarterback. But they also are open to not taking quarterback. They're open to going defense. Now, I'm intrigued, will other teams, like the Raiders, will other teams want to move up to take that number two spot, to get a quarterback, or try to move up? So this is all so fascinating. I don't know. The fact that we're even saying Bryce Young is the num- going to be the number one pick where I think he should have been all along. Now C.J. Stroud, the question of where he goes. Is he falling um, it's just it's just wild to me. Is it him teams would be trading up for? Let, let's say that either two or three winds up being a trade because mm-hmm. the Texans are at two and the Cardinals yeah. are at three. Mm-hmm. And that someone would that would you would the best information you have be mm-hmm. that teams would be looking to trade up to get C.J. Stroud or to get Anthony Richardson? And I've got Vegas says that the favorite to be mm-hmm. the second pick is Will the Levis. Levis. I know, and that's the thing because. All these teams that we've been talking to, they all have these quarterbacks ranked differently. There is no consensus besides Bryce Young is the best, but even that, teams felt like, I don't know, I couldn't live with the, couldn't live with the durability. Others have said, he's, he's the guy. Um, teams like Detroit, before they lost James, Jameson Williams for, you know, with the... With the, the gambling thing. The gambling thing. Yeah. Um, what a disaster that is, that by is the way, wild, but go because on. That, because, you know, talking to one GM is like, Detroit actually could move into three. You know, they could try to move up, take that Cardinal spot. It seemed like the Colts, I'm flying to Indy tomorrow. Like, that's a team that, you know, Jim Ursay, the owner, had tweeted, you know, pictures of CJ and Bryce and Anthony Richardson and all these QBs and said, we're in a great position. Well, you know, they're at four. Maybe they feel like, you know what, we could still get a guy because we think the Texans may not take a QB. So that's where you'll be draft night. You'll be at Indy. I will be draft night. In Indy. Um, and it's fascinating because they obviously want to go young and want a QB. Give me a football take, Legs, before you go. Well, we got the 16th pick. The commander, that's let's all go he there. cares about. That's, that's all, that is all the I care about. The draft starts at 16. Joey Porter Jr., I think, is going to be there at 16. We need, a, we need a, some He's help a corner, in the secondary. a lot of people love out of Penn yeah. State. But wait a minute. Hold on. I mean, hold everything. Yeah. Are, 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 the, are the Washington commanders set at quarterback like with Sam, Sam Howell? Howell and Jacoby Brissett? I think some people need to pump the brakes a little bit on one game at the end of the year against a Dallas yeah. team when Dak couldn't have played worse yep. in that game. But, I'm, listen, I'm willing to give it a benefit of the doubt. I love Taylor Heineke. Everybody that knows me knows that. I love the guy. I understand there were limitations there. I'm glad he got paid, got some money to go to Atlanta. We're going with Sam Howell at the start. We got Jacoby Brissett. We brought in as a very solid backup. We're going with Sam Howell. Right. Sam Howell is listed as a starter on the depth chart. Going in, it's his job to lose. But today's April twenty something. I mean, 
I, I'm, I'm good with it. I'll live with it. I saw, I, look, he's, apparently he has wowed enough people with his arm, his legs, and his mind that they think that this, maybe this is the guy. He's a fifth-round pick. And I can pick. tell you, in speaking with people within that organization, I have been told that it was, you know, sometimes QBs, prospects, not everybody's in total agreement. You've got to convince some guy. I've been told that everybody in that building feels good about Sam Howell. That's good to hear. How that turns out, Legs, I do not know. But right now, there, no one needed convincing. And, that and, feeling matters because that team responded to Taylor Heineke. They yes, had a different energy about yep. them when he was on the field as opposed to Carson Wentz. And if they didn't go back to Wentz in week 16, I think oh, we would have yeah, made the playoffs. For sure. uh, don't forget, you can watch our show, Greeny, on the ESPN app. Just click on watch. Look for hashtag Greeny and enjoy. S- super quickly, uh, Kmart. Yes. When we were all back here Monday morning, mm. will Lamar Jackson still be oh, yeah. in the, the state of limbo that he's in right now? Yes. I, I believe so at this point. And will Aaron Rodgers I, be a Jet? Oh, Greeny, yes, he will be a Jet by Friday night. I think all your prayers will be answered. Right, I mean, that's it. I, I mean, that, just... That's just, all I need. Stop, stop doing uh, radio now. take off now. Drop the mic, drop the pen, <laughs> drop anything you want. Legs, you're the best. Thank you, Kmart, the best. And safe travels to Indianapolis. Oh, we will talk to you, if not before then, then on the air on Thursday night. All right, I've got a whole mess of NBA takes from my, my weekend spent covering and, and everything else. So stay exactly where you are. We're back in just a moment. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny's Takes. All right, here we go. I spent the entire weekend here in this building um, watching and hosting coverage of the NBA playoffs. We had some unbelievable games. And so as we get the assembled members of the hashtag crew assembled around me, Hembo is here, Bubba is here, Cam is here. Let me give you my top five takes. Number five. Uh, John Morant is unbelievable. I mean, just unbelievable. When he went down in game one, I thought, well, this series is over. They're going to get swept because he won't play again. And if he does, he will be a shell of himself. Well, the Lakers sleepwalked through game two. So that went the sweep. And then Morant came out to start game three. And initially, Hembo, did you watch that game? I did. I thought, oh, he can't. They got to get him out of there. Mm -hmm. He can't even play. He can't do anything. He looked so uncomfortable with the ball. And then the game continued. He got himself into it. And in the second half, he played about as well as you can play. John Morant is, I'm not, I don't know what the adjective is. He is incredible to watch. He scored 24 of his 45 points in the fourth quarter, brought them all the way back in that game. That's already the third time in his playoff career, Greeny, that he has scored 45 points in a game. That's tied for 10th. He's 23 years old. Yeah. There are very few players that can just go get a bucket whenever they want, like John Moran. Look, there are a lot of questions surrounding him, legitimately so, if you've read a lot of the reporting before the incident on IG Live. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sweep any of that. These are completely separate issues. You watch the kid play. He is special. Special. I'm not convinced right now that the two best guards in the NBA aren't him and De'Aaron Fox. Mm. And everyone else you might mention is old is the point. Yeah. Everyone else you would put in that category. I mean, Luka Doncic, um, would, if we're including him with them, I guess he's got to be in the conversation. But who are the other young guys that you would even put on his level, on I, their level? I mean, do you consider either the Celtics guards? No, not guards. Not in the classic sense. Like, these guys are your classic guards. Yeah. Uh, one way or another. They're just spectacular. He's unbelievable. John Morant was unbelievable. Number four. Uh, the Warriors are incredibly lucky. Incredibly. I do not believe they're going to win the championship again this year, as I know a lot of people do. They are so fortunate to have won that game yesterday. And, look, if, if they wind up, if that shot by Harrison Barnes goes in, then we're going to be talking about the timeout they didn't have until the end of time. And, and the reason they didn't have it, for those of you who didn't see it, Steph Curry pulled a, you know, a Chris Webber. He calls a timeout they don't have, and it leads to a, a three-pointer from Sacramento that puts them within one at the end. And the reason that they didn't have a timeout, and this was, I don't know, I was sort of almost willing to excuse Steph to a degree and blame the, the coaching, is that the, they lost a timeout by 
challenging a call that they had no chance of overturning, none. And we were all sitting here watching it, and we were all saying, you're going to give up your final timeout for this. It was a challenge they had no chance of winning. So that's the reason they didn't have it. But that's not the only reason that they're lucky. The reason they're lucky is the Kings are so immature. They made so they had so many terrible offensive possessions yesterday. Malik Monk just racing up the floor and throwing up bad shots, taking bad threes with 15 seconds left. Van Gundy was uh, it wasn't Van Gundy. It was Doris. Sorry, was talking about it endlessly during the broadcast. That team with a little more seasoning, the Kings, two years from now would cook Golden State. They would have won this series easily. You're probably right, but this is the Warriors <clears throat> sort of flexing their championship equity, right? Like that's a game that that's a game that a lot lesser teams might have lost. Yeah, but uh, you're not beating you're not beating Phoenix in that situation. Are they beating Sacramento? Are they going to win two of the next 3? I don't think so. You think they're going to lose two of the next 3? I I I think Sacramento wins the series, which was my pick before it even began, but even if they don't, then you go on to play the Lakers or Grizzlies. I, I will take either of those two teams against them. I think, I'm not so sure. I, I think a problem here is that we're comparing the Warriors to themselves. We're ho- holding their, like this is the reigning champion. So it's, they're definitely not what they were a year ago, for sure. I think we're also a little bit swooned by the fact that the Kings are fast and they're new and they're fresh and they're energetic. I, I think Golden State still is a legitimate championship contender. Golden I do. State has won championships because while everyone pays attention to their shooting and their ball movement, they play defense. This team doesn't play defense. I know Sacramento has the number one offense in the league, but what are they averaging in this series? Well, how many what, are they averaging 120 points? Yeah, but they're playing so fast too. Well, that's how they play. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, teams have been playing fast since the beginning of time. But these are the this is this is the track meet. And, and I'm not sure how Either team in the next round, whoever advances, is going to, is going to be able to play as fast as either of these teams. Right. I mean, they're going, going. I'll pull up the stats from the uh, Yeah, from the we'll see game. one way or the other. I think the Warriors are very lucky to be where they are. Number three. Number three, I don't know what to say about Kawhi Leonard. I, I just don't know what to say. And I know Stephen A. had some really strong comments last week about how— and he brought into a, the, the conversation when he said he's the worst superstar— that he can think of, he brought into account the fact that Kawhi doesn't really do anything to advance the game, sell the game, promote the game, all the kind of things that come with being a superstar, and that's obviously true. Kawhi Leonard is such an extraordinary player when he plays, but he never plays. Now, the one thing I'm willing to give him, so Jalen Rose sits next to me for NBA Countdown, and one of the things he tells me is, if you see Kawhi Leonard away from the court, he walks like a 70-year-old man. He knows Kawhi very well because they both played for Steve Fisher in college, so he's been close to Kawhi since Kawhi was in college at San Diego State. Kawhi's knee is just not right. It's the reason that everything went sour with San Antonio. He felt it was misdiagnosed back then, and he feels it's never been quite right, and whatever it is, it is. But you must never, you must never, ever, under any circumstances, say the, the following words. Well, if Kawhi is is going to play all the games, even in the playoffs, you're done. I, I, well, I just don't think you should ever count on it again. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, would for, you? No, because for him, it's it's not how good, it's how often. And in his case, it's so incredibly no, it's, infrequently. It's, now. In his case, it's never. It's almost never. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they they rule him out for games three and four before they even start. But here's the other thing: in 2019, the load managing he did in Toronto worked. He was incredibly fresh in the postseason and had one of the t- like one of the top five playoff runs of my lifetime. But but load management is not a catch-all that always works. I mean, sometimes it, it hinders your basketball conditioning. And part of me wonders, even though this is not a soft tissue injury, part of me does wonder if Kawhi and if others 
put more into the regular season if their body would respond differently. I, look, it's, it's a very complicated scientific thing, but I'm not sure that he's getting this thing right personally. Well, it's, it's, you may be right, but, and, but that brings us to the fact that everybody is hurt, and that brings us to number two. Number two. Which is please let Embiid be healthy because that series could be so good. But the biggest storylines of the NBA playoffs, maybe until yesterday's game was as good as it was, and Saturday night's Laker game perhaps as well at the finish, the biggest storylines have been the officials throwing people out and in other cases not, and then all the injuries. I mean, just look at the superstars that have not played already in the first round of the playoffs. We've had John Morant miss games. We've had Joel Embiid miss games. We've had Kawhi and Paul George miss games. It, it, it never ends. The superstars and, and, and Embiid, please, please let him be okay by next week because I know you feel that way because you want the Sixers to win. I don't care who wins between the Sixers and Celtics, but this is a series I'm dying to watch. Yes, and we need to get Joel Embiid at 100% to get the best series that we possibly can, whether or not you root for the Sixers or not. Here's what I will say, Joel, on behalf of the entire city of Philadelphia. Only fall down when you absolutely must. You're an enormous human being. Every time you fall down, you're risking something. And you're going to get fouled no matter what. You don't have to sell these calls. You're practically Shaq. Stay on your feet, absorb the contact, and if you don't get a call once a quarter, we can deal with it. But ultimately... Falling down as often as you are, that is playing as big a role as any in you being as unhealthy at this point of the it season w- as you are. It would be a, a basketball tragedy oh. if we don't get to see the Sixers healthy in that series because Philly-Boston, with all the history, I mean, if you're my age, Philly-Boston evokes unbelievable memories and rivalry, and that just has a chance to be such a good series. But And these playoffs, like you mentioned, are just an absolute war of attrition. Giannis has missed a bunch of time. Tyler Hero is out. Like, the this is such... The playoffs in the NBA are a marathon. These are best of sevens. Like, you're... You're only as good as how healthy you can be. And just like last year, Joel Embiid missed game one and two against Miami. That was the Sixers undoing in that series. Let's just get one run, bro. One run. Stay on your feet and be as healthy as can be. All right. And then finally, number one. Number one. Number one. The Knicks could make a run here. And let's lose the music on that. I mean, obviously, we do our show from New York. And it's no secret that I grew up a season ticket holder to the Knicks. And they've always been... You know, that's my team in that sport, and, and, and it has been almost impossible to maintain any enthusiasm for them over the last 20 years because they've been so bad and in so many ways so um, – there's just been sort of a, a lack of likability and accountability around them. But they've now erased both of those. They, they've now managed to become not only good but actually an easy team to root for. And the reason they are where they are in this series against Cleveland, which is up three games to one, is because of the trade they didn't make. Now, in the long run, and I asked Stephen A. about this on TV today, would you, would you be better off having Donovan Mitchell than having a lot of the depth that has propelled them to where they are in this series? And the, the answer is probably yes. Stephen A. said yes, and he's probably right. In the long run, having a player the caliber of Mitchell, forget about yesterday. He had a terrible day. Donovan Mitchell's a great player. Why did you shake your head like that? You don't think he's a great player? Uh, I mean, he's a great player. You could have even argued that he's first-team All-NBA in the regular season. Right. I mean, how many more of these duds does he need to lay in the playoffs before we start to work off? Like, I'm not sure a superstar would have done that. That's the team that you wanted to play for that didn't trade for you. Greeny, he had five assists 
made five shots and had six turnovers in a the game they had to have. Yeah. That's not what a superstar does. Now, he had a terrible day. Uh, but, but let's put that aside. The larger issue is here. The Knicks are where they are in that series because of the people they didn't trade for him. And so I, I think that's an interesting storyline here. And look, every now and again, fortune smiles upon you. And while no one wants to see Giannis be significantly hurt here, the question is, if Giannis isn't really able to play, that's a toss-up between Milwaukee and Miami. If the Knicks, if they, assuming they win this series, if they get the heat, I think the Knicks are going to the conference final. I really do. As ridiculous as it sounds, I think there are going to be two teams left in the East, either Boston or Philly, and the Knicks. I mean, who, would have, who, who among us could have imagined I'd be saying that out loud? Look, but I think it could happen. I'm looking at our analytics site right now. And right now, ESPN says, our analytics, our numbers say the likeliest Eastern Conference final is Knicks-Celtics. Right now, just, if, if you just survey the landscape here, they think Boston's going to beat Philly in round two. And based upon the fact that Miami is, is up 2-1 and the fact that the Knicks are up 3-1, that's what they think is going to happen. But, but how do the analytics take into account the injury to Giannis? Like the fact that he didn't play in Game 3. It takes into account everything. And so like the, obviously the possibility that he returns, but you also have to consider the possibility that he returns 100% is exceedingly unlikely. And that's why I don't necessarily think that it's Miami or bust for the Knicks because if Giannis is at 70%, who's to say this Knicks team can't beat them? What have the Bucks shown you through three games that make you think that they're such a juggernaut? Even when Giannis has, like, even you know, early on in that game, in game one, he well, played, Milwaukee was so the great. best team in the NBA all year, and 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 they finished with the best record, and they went into this thing the favorite. We can't decide that we've watched a week of basketball and it undoes everything we've seen all year long. But how much should we weigh these regular season data points? Like how much do these things even matter? Because the Bucks had the best team in the league for the two years before they won the championships and they, and they lost early in the playoffs. I get it, They're, but then they won the title. And then last year, they, they, I think they would have won the title again here, here's all I'm if saying. Chris Middleton doesn't get hurt. What the Knicks are, they can play eight, nine guys. They're deep and they have so many answers. When you have a, an extremely high usage player like Giannis, like the Sixers do it to Embiid and, and to, you know, to a lesser degree, you're just putting so many eggs in one basket. In the playoffs, over the course of a long period of time, that's not a great formula to win. The Knicks well, have so I, many Let me answers. stop you there. Historically speaking, yes, it is. Historically speaking, in the NBA, the great players are the ones who wind up winning all the championships. The point is that we are now maybe entering an era, and maybe you're right for whatever reason. Maybe it's because none of these guys take the regular season seriously, and they're not ready. I've been watching this game all my life. These guys don't always get hurt in the playoffs. All right. For the last 50 years, the playoffs have not been guys dropping like flies every other day. You don't have to hold your breath watching NBA, every NBA playoff game that a star is going to get hurt. Sure, but until recently, you didn't have 6'11 guys that are running your offense and that are st- steamrolling into the lane five times a quarter. That's probably They're doing fair. different stuff now. Like someone of Giannis's build 20 years ago wouldn't be doing Giannis stuff. Okay, so, so l- l- let's agree to meet in the middle and say... If Giannis is very close to healthy, the Bucks should be a significant favorite against the Knicks. Yeah, that's right. Do you not agree with that? They should be a significant favorite, but that's a that's. So at, I don't understand the analytics. That's is a, what I'm saying. That's at least a six game series. The Knicks look look. The, I'm not even sure that what happened in the regular season matters that much to me. That that's what I'm saying. Well, the, that's there is no sport for which there's a greater differential between one and the other than in basketball. Like, sure, we should use those 82 games, 
But we should definitely use the last three or four as well. Okay, that, that's fair. One way or another, I want to get the, the rest of the hashtag crew in here. Plus, I, I need to address uh, something that I tweeted over the weekend. The second I did, I, I turned to Stace. I said, this is going to get a lot of attention. And it did, and I'm delighted. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny, with you here on ESPN Radio as we roll along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. This was a special weekend uh, for Hembo and for me, and it turned into something I knew people would react to well. This is one of those cases where I just want you to know I was right. (laughs) I just want you to know. Okay. So first and foremost, uh, our book uh, it continues to be a revelation. I'm starting to think that this is going to become the most important thing in my legacy. And I've always said sports announcers, we don't have legacies. They're going to forget me 10 minutes after I'm done, whenever it is that I'm done. But I think the fact that we put this out there, the reaction that people have had to it has just been incredible. We've told you already that we made the New York Times bestseller list in our first week at number six. Since last I was here, we found out that we made it in the second week as well, which was not expected by me. Um, And we were going to be number eight in our second week. And then what happened this weekend was that it was actually in the paper. The way the Sunday paper that that you get for the New York Times, which I've been having delivered to my house literally since before I was born. My parents subscribed to that newspaper and I have continued that to this day. Um, that came in to, to, to my house. The book section actually comes on Saturday for the Sunday paper. And Hembo, I know that you went, you were telling me this morning, there's something about seeing it in the actual paper that makes it different. Yeah, I mean, I'm a younger person than you are, obviously. And so I don't have the same you know, romantic connection with the newspaper as you do. But even so, like there's something about, in my case, going to the gas station, picking up a copy of the New York Times and seeing my last name, seeing Hembakitis. There, my father was, was you know came to the United States in 1976, fleeing the Civil War in Lebanon, and he sent that around the picture to all of his friends on our WhatsApp, and just to to have that moment to to see it like that way, like to be actual, was just an incredible thing, a, a surreal thing for me and all of my family. It truly was. So, I mean, again, our thanks, your support of this project. The book has got your number. It's literally available everywhere. Um, the reaction to it has been infinitely beyond what anyone expected, particularly me. That said, the other lesson that came from this, and I am exceedingly proud of this tweet, 
and I cast this directly back at anyone who wants to have the argument with me because I posted a picture of the of the actual newspaper, not a picture of the PDF, not a picture of when they send it to you online, which is how we first got it, but I posted an actual photo that I took of the Sunday New York Times of the rankings with, you know, our paper, of our, of our name in it, and I wrote the following. And Cam and Bubba, I want to get you in on this as well. I wrote, also, yes, I still get the newspaper delivered. Those who don't will never know the simple pleasure of a cup of coffee and the morning paper. If that makes me sound old, fine. In this case, I'm positive it's everybody else who is missing out. Now, in most cases, I am the first to acknowledge that I'm of an older generation now than you guys I fully accept that you are moving forward mostly in better directions, and it is incumbent upon me to evolve because the world is going to evolve without me. But this is one for which I make no apologies, and I am here to tell you, Brendan Bubba Peregrine, do you read an actual newspaper ever in your life? Do you ever at this point anymore read an actual newspaper? Uh, I do. I I don't um, get it delivered to my... uh abode but um i do i do um honestly prefer to have an actual newspaper um i just don't get it you know i just don't actually pay to get it delivered anymore anymore but no i mean i I will go out and buy the newspaper when i go on vacation new New jersey every summer every every day at the beach i read the daily news and the post because i like having the newspaper so i'm i'm more or less with you right there i'm just not getting delivered every day but if if all things were equal i would much rather just have the actual paper cam you read a newspaper or no uh, I don't. I also ever in your life. I also don't get one delivered, but my parents still do. I was back home this weekend. My my family's a big crossword family, so doing some crosswords, reading mm-hmm. the sports section. So my family still d- gets it delivered. So when I'm home, I'll I'll flip through it. I agree. It's it's different and it's better. I'm here to tell you, and 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 your generation will never know this. My kids, I mean, they don't even when they walk by the newspaper in our house, they don't even know what it is. They're like, Dad, what is that strange large collection of ink? But the reality is there is something, there is a pleasure. Waking up in the morning, the smell of coffee, and I like doing it, and I'm a coffee shop person, so the smell of coffee mingles with the, the mingles uh, or, or mixes, one or the other, with the smell of bacon, which are the two best smells in the world. No two things smell better than coffee brewing and bacon sizzling. Those are the two best smells in the world. And those two smells combined with the feel of an actual newspaper is as good as life gets. I'm here to tell you that. And if you have never experienced it, I'm positive you are the one who's missing out this time. You're sure. Positive. So I, this is going to date you. You might not like this story, but I, my dad would get the Philadelphia Inquirer delivered every day. Okay. I would take the sports page and read it on my way to school when I was like 10, 12, 14. And I would read this sports page while listening to Mike and Mike. This was now 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's both awful and great. Um, but but that's, I, I mean, I've told you before, I would sit in high school. I would get the sports section. And uh, Bubba just mentioned the Post and the Daily News. Those are like the tabloid newspapers in New York. So they're easy to do this. I would sit, Stuyvesant High School. We would have, you know, those desks, the individual desks that you have in, in school. I, I'd be sitting behind one. I would have the newspaper open on my lap like the sports section on my lap beneath the desk 
so the teacher couldn't see it. I would always position myself in the back when I could, and I would be sitting there just sort of glancing down at the newspaper, and I never got caught. <laughs> Not once. I don't know exactly what would have happened if one of the teachers, Mr. Ergang, who was my history teacher in 10th grade, of whom I was afraid, if he had caught me reading the post, reading a column by Steve Serby while he was trying to give a lecture. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.